Welcome to another episode of Precarious Tale. I'm Asara. And joining me today is... And I'm Alan. Oh, oh. There we go. Okay, we gotta <laughs> look, work on look, that. We, <laughs> we literally just spent five minutes working on this introduction. We started a couple minutes ago and we couldn't even remember the name of the podcast. So we had to start over. Well, uh, our head is full of freaking wax rims and millimeters and complete dentures. Complete yeah, dentures. What a what a mess that class has right. been, man. It's been tough, man. Look, Look. Uh, we said we would be doing this on on Sundays. Uh, it's January nineteenth, Thursday, January nineteenth. So we're uh, four days late. Uh, there's really no excuse. <laughs> no but, excuse, but just hey, we're doing this. it. We're here. We're here. We're doing yeah. it. And uh, we'll work on that intro on, on, on our timing there. Uh, ben. Yeah, yeah, we need to work on that. Ben's also, uh, a, a, you know, a third member of this trifecta, but he just was unable, unable to make it today, which I think may happen from here here and there. But, you know. You, you may uh, be able to guess from last week why he's not able to make it. Well, this man lives well, lives life to, yeah. to the fullest. Lives life to the fullest. He's a champion, Georgia Bulldog champion. So, you know. Ben, uh, right. Ben comes and goes right. as he pleases, but uh, we're happy to be back. Uh, we've had a pretty, uh, you know, school's starting to pick up. And uh, we wanted to uh, get one more episode in kind of as a primer, really for ourselves. But, you know, of course, for anyone else that's listening, but for ourselves, just to, you know, talk about ourselves a little bit and who we are, why we why we're doing this. And then we uh, look to have on a guest. So stay tuned till the end. We'll uh, we'll let you guys know who who our uh, first guest will be um we're excited about that so we'll call um this first segment we'll call it an oral history uh and you know it you know little pun there dental pun but uh it's an oral history obviously we're just going to be breaking down a little bit about ourselves so we'll uh play we'll do a little role play here alan i'll be uh you know questioner and then we'll 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 go from there so (laughs) all right all right tell us a little bit as long as it's not uh interview style Oh yeah, just conversation. No. Just, oh, yeah, just yeah. a conversation. Just a conversation. There we go. Um, Too tell much us, pressure. Tell us a little bit about uh, you know, who you are or your background that you feel comfortable sharing with us today. And uh, yeah, we'll start there. Just how that led into dentistry. And I'll probably like stop every you know. I'll I'll break in to be like, hey, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit more about this. Or Alan, that's really boring. Yeah. Let's move on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Well, my life is pretty boring. So, um, well, what what about me? Um, look, uh, where are you I'm from? Are you from Alabama? <laughs> I'm not from Alabama. Okay. okay, that's a good start. So, uh, yeah, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, I lived in Memphis since I was two. I was born in Chicago before before that. So, um, yeah, I uh. I've lived in Memphis. I lived in San Antonio for for a little bit for some military training for about a year. I was in Jacksonville, Florida. I was stationed there for about four years. And uh, then I moved back to Memphis. So you're a man that's been all over. You've been been here. You've been there. Just like to pause on that. Do you think that's basically? Do you think that that's made you a little bit like, well, we'll keep relating it to dental school, but do you think the fact that you've lived in many places and had to move up and pack up and move up and pack up, like helped you prepare for, 
you know, having to move and pack your stuff from Cudworth to uh, to to uh, <laughs> Volker up to the fifth floor, like moving here. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I'm joking about that. But just do you think that that's had something to do with a little bit of resiliency or has it been a challenge for you? Look, uh, I've told you this story, but uh, I'm guessing most people who are listening to this have not heard this story. But back when I was in San Antonio for uh, training, I was there for, like I mentioned, about a year. And um, for basically, I went through what's called core school. Uh, it's for a hospital corpsman in the Navy where we just kind of learn. I mean, basically, you learn like emergency medicine, a little bit of emergency medicine, uh, like basic medical care in terms of emergencies. And you just learn how to kind of be like a medical assistant and they could kind of place you anywhere from there. Like there are even hospital corpsmen who help with etymology research in Jacksonville. You know, it's it's pretty cool in that aspect. But I ended up getting assigned what's called a C school, which you do after. And uh, my C school was pharmacy tech school. And that lasted about six months. And during that time, uh, we had some very motivated instructors. They had all been like with Marines. So they were attached to Marine divisions and they were basically the medical medical care for marine divisions and you know the time i was coming in was around the time that a lot of the people who had been in like afghanistan and iraq were starting to get into like leadership roles so a lot of our instructors were like you know afghan and iraq vets so senior uh, actually very different yeah. yeah exactly and so we had very intense uh pt was which is physical training and we would pt at like 5 30 in the morning and then we'd be done around seven and then you had from seven to eight you had to shower get dressed in your working uniform and then you had to walk it's probably a little over half a mile and I, i'm not just saying this like it was uphill not both oh, ways obviously uphill both that's ways. a joke but uh and so like you know when you when you do some physical training and then shower you're just sweating like yeah. it, it it's hard to stop sweating like even after you shower and the working uniform is such a thick heavy uniform so you, you would just get to class and you might as well not have showered between like it, you were just, just drenched in sweat and then you had class from eight to five you know so yeah, I, I was kind of uh, the the walk from Cudworth to Volker. It's not fun, but I've definitely done worse. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a, it's uh the weather's not so bad for someone like me who appreciates nice weather. You know, nice seventy five, yeah. maybe maybe eighty. But you know, I think uh, just your ability to you know, because we showed up day one of this semester and having had to move around and stuff. And I think you know uh, we've all handled it pretty well. But I think. For sure. It's nice to be uh to be able to be malleable. And I think it seems like some of your, you know, you've been all over, like you said, Jacksonville, Memphis, here or there, whether it's the Navy, whether it's uh, you know, a, you were basically a drug dealer. Um, and so all that no pharmacy tech, nothing that didn't that didn't ring a bell. Uh, no. Alan looked at me like uh, I was crazy. Like I like <laughs> <laughs> No, I knew what you were talking about. It just uh it was I a miss. Give me a pity chuckle, man. Okay, fine. Uh, well, I guess only on the earn them. only when I earn them only oh, I guess on the other side for me I'm from Texas I think we talked a little bit about that but I'm from Texas I grew up in that well I was born in Egypt that's where my family's from 
uh, or I'm Egyptian myself and then but grew up in Texas, you know, South Texas, Corpus Christi, if anyone's familiar. And then went to college and even farther South Texas, uh, University of Texas, Pan American. Actually, it doesn't exist now. It's called University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley. But anyways, uh, and then uh, which is like kind of on the border of uh, Mexico and Texas and never learned enough Spanish to really get by. That's kind of my fault. That's one of my biggest regrets, actually, is not having taken that seriously. Um, but yeah, I was a teacher before coming to dental school. And ironically, uh, COVID was, I don't know if that's ironically, that's not the right use of that word, but COVID provided an opportunity um, for me to pursue higher education. It's something that I did want to do for one reason or another, you know, immaturity or not ready financially or, you know, probably all the above. Wasn't ready for graduate school until around that time. And COVID, I was off, decided to take the DAT uh and uh you know haven't had volunteered obviously and seen uh i guess the effects of dentistry in general so like this is a very i'm gonna go on a quick tangent and this kind of leads into the course that we started this week um clinical communications which i wanted to talk about maybe but i taught like in some districts that were poorer, I would say, or lower socioeconomically. And I taught in some districts that were in a much higher socioeconomic, like affluent neighborhoods or suburban, whatever you want to call it. And you people, kids were absent all the time. This was in a high school setting. But you notice that kids that a lot of times, and it sometimes it'd be three, four times a year, they'd be absent in the affluent neighborhoods for um, ortho appointment, orthodontics appointment, uh, dentist appointment, uh, you know, this and that. Ne- I, I'm pr- pretty sure my year in San Antonio in uh, uh, Edgewood ISD, never once did I see a dentist appointment. I can't remember one. Um, and I remember even writing that in my essay. And so from there and from, you know, seeing, I have a few friends who are dentists, shout out Rami and thought it if they ever come on this podcast at some point, but especially uh, Rami watching him work um, and learning, you know, just seeing some of the things that, you know, how, how patients appreciated things. I was like, dentistry seems very cool. It's just, you know, something that I would be into has a short duration, relatively speaking, right? Four years. You don't have to do residency, especially after that dentist exam. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But uh, well, pros. And uh, and so, yeah, that's kind of what led me here. And uh, I just want to give one last shout out, Dr. McKenzie. Thank you for, uh, you know, looking at my application, accepting me because I, I think uh, that had a big part of it. But uh, that's why I'm here. And then I uh, unfortunately ran into my co-host here, Alan. So now, now we're making a podcast. Unfortunate for who? <laughs> uh, unfortunate for a class, probably. They're probably sick of us. If y'all are listening, I hope yeah. y'all are sick of us. We try to make things fun, but, you know, I hope y'all have a good time. We, we enjoy everyone. We've had a good time bantering. You know, for sure. For I'm going sure. on a, one last tangent, but uh, about bantering with people. We have been bantering really hard with Cam. And I'm wondering if, uh, it, it, do you think that she <laughs> she realizes we're joking? I mean, obviously she realizes we're joking, but you know, it's a little A team B team. if you're actually there. listening, if if you actually listen to the podcast, mention this, mention <laughs> the fact that we brought you up. This is this is how we'll this know. This is the test. <laughs> this is how we'll know. But yeah, well, appreciate uh, you going through that with uh, with me, Alan, and and hearing that story. You've heard it many times, but um, so. I don't know. Do you think that there'll be any, uh, we can break this down together. Will there be anyone that is a non dental student listening to this? Cause we could talk about DAT stuff, but I think that's boring. What do you think? 
I don't I know my wife listens, Rowan listens. So Okay. Okay, how about this? That's... We'll we'll do another segment and we'll call this the what should we call this? We'll call this the uh, uh crap, I can't come up with a good name here. Or look at this. Okay, how about this? We'll call it the bite of the hour. And on this segment, I want you to come up or tell us something that is unique about, you know, something that you took a bite in in dental school. So as in something that we've done, whether it was this week, and I, I want to talk about clinical, basically, I want to talk about clinical communications, but something that was unique about a course that we took or an experience that we had. And it's kind of changed your outlook on dentistry or changed your outlook on, uh, you know, why we're here or maybe motivated you one way or another. Is that not, mm-hmm. it's not helping here. Uh, <laughs> I can start this off. I can no, start this off. I feel like we should have done more. This is this feels like uh, very much an interview. Very much an interview. Well, it's I know it's supposed to be a. Uh, we're we're workshopping things. We're workshopping things. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, look, we started a new course called Clinical Communications, and I was wondering what the course would be like. And I think clearly, we all could become better communicators, whether it's in our relationships or not, uh, in our school relationships, in our patient mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but one thing that I noted is just the different teaching styles from different professors and different learning styles. And just because it's not conducive to me, let's say, like, let's say I didn't find a certain style of teaching conducive to me. It's clearly conducive to other people. And it's another way to look at things, which I thought was interesting, you know, cause I thought we came out of that, that first day of lecture. And luckily we got out a little uh, early to help us, you know, help us prepare for uh, the rest of the day. But it was, it was a different experience. Like to be like, Hey, we did dentistry and culture. We learned about some of the um, tough um, situations that people are in, whether it's on Alabama or, or not in the greater United States area. But on the side of our patients coming in, how can we take all this tooth knowledge, right? All the, you know, whether it's pathology or whether it's our crown and bridge and this and that and translate it to actually helping the patients in the clinic. Cause it's going to be scary, right? In, 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 uh, in six months going in. So basically, it was a course that I thought, you know, obviously, we're going to go through it. But um, I, uh, I'm i looking forward to at least becoming better at communicating my ideas, not just in education side, but in a patient centered side. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I'm sure that the communication aspect is going to be a learning curve. I, I think that you know, there are in a lot of ways, like, for example, you and I uh, grew up in very different cultures than a lot of, you know, our classmates and friends. Fair enough. And uh, I hope I'm not misusing this word, but I feel like for us, again, I hope I'm using this word correctly, but uh, or this phrase correctly, but, you know, there was a lot of code switching, you know, in terms of like, who we were at home and how we communicated at home versus how we communicated outside of the home. And so I don't know, I, I feel like very adjusted to, um, and, and maybe actually, I think a huge aspect of that is I, I worked in outpatient pharmacy for a while before I transitioned to the inpatient pharmacy when you were spent most of my time. So outpatient is kind of like, you know, where you go, take your prescriptions, get, get them filled, get refills, whatever. Mm -hmm. 
inpatient, you know, we were making like IV bags, uh, making compounds that, that type of delivering them to the actual floors. So in outpatient, I spent, I spent a year in outpatient and it was being in Jacksonville, Florida, there, there was a high, uh, retiree population. And so, you know, a, a lot of them, that was kind of like their socialization for the day. Like they didn't come in to get yeah, medicine. They would love to just, yeah. They, I mean, that was like, we were who they got to socialize with for the day. So, you know, and kind of obviously explaining the, the medications and how they work to the patients was a huge part of our job and just again, communicating with them. So how did you go from being a farm tech and, and having that side of things to deciding yeah. dentistry? Yeah. So, uh, so this is a long winded story. So, uh, you know, time. the first time I ever thought about dentistry, I was 16. I was, uh, I I'm sure some of our classmates or some people in dental school have heard of the international baccalaureate program. So, I, you know, everyone calls it IB. So I was in the IB program in high school and uh, I remember my IB biology teacher, who she had just gotten her doctorate degree and she was saying she just was mentioning that she if she had could go back because i think originally she wanted to do medicine Mm -hmm. and she's like if i could go back i would have shot for dentistry like it's she's like great career great income great lifestyle no residency required and so that kind of like it put dentistry on the map for me I was like, oh, maybe like dentistry is something that I would want to do. And so uh, when I graduated high school, I went to Ole Miss and um, I was a bio major, but I was pre-dental. Uh, you know, that was kind of the the plan. You know, Dr. McKenzie doesn't know this. I didn't put this in <laughs> any That's all right. of my stuff. Right. But uh, yeah, so I when I went to Ole Miss, I... I kind of had dentistry in my mind. Like that, that was kind of what I wanted to do. And, you know, I remember my, uh, my best friend, uh, he was going to whoa, Mississippi whoa, state. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What am I? Uh, you're an associate. <laughs> so you're, you're a co-host. Uh, my buddy who was going to Mississippi state, he realized that college wasn't for him and he wanted to join the military. So he, you know, I was doing fairly well. Like my first year at Ole Miss, I, I mean, I got 40 credits in my first year, but I also took, you know, summer classes right out of high school. I started at Ole Miss immediately, but, uh, so I was like, and you know, I was again, this isn't like to hype myself up or anything, but I was in the honors program at Ole Miss and I was like, obviously school is working out. Uh, but he, he was kind of nervous to go to the recruiter by himself so he asked me to go along with him. So we both made a trip to Memphis, where we're both from, and uh, went to the recruiter. Wow. And obviously the recruiter was, you know, everything was targeted towards my friend who was actually thinking about the military. But I, I was listening and like, it just sounded like, <laughs> again, I was 18, uh, I think very easily influenced at that age. And I was just like, man, this sounds like an adventure like it sounds like fun it sounds like you know uh school was boring i was just like you know it's it's 
something different, uh, a new path. I just, I don't, you know, there were about other it aspects. that day strike you. Something about that day was, was, inspiring. yeah, yeah. The you know, there, there were other things going on in my life too, that, you know, kind of influenced that decision. But yeah. I, I, long story short, I, I ended up <laughs> enlisting in the Navy and, um, kind of gave up that whole dream of dentistry at that point. And I, I wouldn't even label it as a dream back then. It was just kind of like a career path, you know, like it was just like something to do. Yeah. So, you know, I've already kind of discussed my early Navy career where, you know, I went through boot camp, then a school, which I described core school, that initial training. And then I went through pharmacy tech C school, you know, went to outpatient, uh, they had a rule back then that you could only start taking classes after a year at your first command. So I had to wait until I'd been there for a year. So around the time I transitioned to inpatient, I was able to take classes. I was just taking general classes, but during my time in inpatient. So as an inpatient pharmacy tech, we were responsible for refilling what are the hospital uses a system called Pixis. So it, these were like the machines you see nurses and doctors take the medications out of gotcha. so uh, we were having to refill those medications or deliver specific ivs or compounds or whatever so i got to kind of see what the doctors were doing what the nurses were doing um what they were doing in the different clinics even you know there were certain things that actually got delivered to physical therapy so i, I got to see what they did in physical therapy x-ray and uh a little bit of what they did in dentist dentistry there was but it was only oral surgery in the hospital. The actual uh, dental clinic, well, maybe half a mile from the hospital. And uh, I'll tell you, the one thing that I knew I did not want to do was pharmacy. I was like, no way. Like, I, it was it was not my favorite thing. You know, well, all, that, you know, I have so much respect for pharmacists. Like, they really do. I mean, yeah, they of course, of are course. such a huge safety net at the hospitals, like, you know, uh, doctors, uh, as we know, I mean, I think medicine in general, uh, everyone in medicine tends to be overworked. And it's really easy for a doctor to make a mistake. And, you know, the pharmacists are kind of uh, covering everyone's butt and making sure no one gets overdosed or underdosed, you know. So, uh, you know, respect to pharmacy. It, it just... You know, no, I mean, that's why, I, that's why you had shadow and that's why you volunteer to see if this is a, uh, it makes sense. Right. Makes sense. And, um, I would, so I, I worked, so I, I actually did supply for the pharmacy and I was kind of like, it got to the point where I, I like, obviously over time, I was like basically the second in charge enlisted wise in, in the pharmacy. And so I was covering a lot of shifts because like people would take leave and so my schedule got sporadic so i would be on night shift sometimes day shift midday evening shift and it was like no matter what shift i was on i would see like the same doctors working and i was just like that does not seem like a great life like it's like i could not imagine like resident life i it just does not seem like something for me so now pharmacy's so, out medicine's out that's right uh and i you know, physical therapy, I, I, you know, I, you know, I enjoy the gym and everything and fitness, but I, I just wasn't that interested in physical therapy. You know, I need it, but I don't, I don't want to 
give it, you know. Gotcha. So uh basically I I got the opportunity to go on what's known as temporary assigned duty TAD in the Navy to Spain because uh, I've discussed before how the military is not always as efficient as you think it is. And so like basically people were leaving as new techs were coming in and they needed training. So long story short, I got pulled from my command to kind of help with that transition. And so again, I was there for four months and while I was there, I started helping. I was a command fitness leader at my command in Jacksonville. So, or an assistant command fitness leader. There's only one command fitness leader and they have to be in E7, which is the chief in the Navy or above. But I, yeah. So while I was there, I found out who the um, command fitness leader was, who happened to be an Indodonis named Commander O'Neill. And, um, you know, I started assisting him in the mornings, uh, assisting with the fitness, like it, what it's known as the fitness enhancement programs for people who failed their physical readiness test. So we just kind of helped out with that. Hope I'm not using like too many acronyms or at least explaining them well. You're but good, you're good. So yeah, uh, him and I just kind of had a conversation about like my plans. And uh, I told them that I had been interested in dentistry and I really didn't know I had been in, interested before in dentistry and I really didn't know what the future held. And I had like what, maybe two years left on my contract and I didn't know where I was going and what I was going to do. And so he was just kind of like, he was super nice. And he's like, you know, if you want to come assist in the clinic, dental clinic at, at, on your own time, you know, come by and, and we'll give you that opportunity. So uh, I got to so in at overseas commands, they actually have like all of the different specialties. The military has all the different specialties for the people who are stationed there, as opposed to here. If you're you're stationed here and you need to go to a specialist, they have specialists here, but you're more likely depends on the command. But you might just get sent out in town if you need like uh, if you have a complicated root canal, they'll send you to an endodontist yeah. out in town. Uh, just ends up being cheaper for the military. So yeah, over there I got to, you know, I got to shadow him, the endodontist. I got to shadow the oral surgeon, the orthodontist, general dentist, uh, peds. And it's just like, I just really enjoyed it. And I was like, you know what? Like, this is something I could see myself doing for the rest of my life. And I mean, there, a huge aspect of that was just like, and this is where like, I'm like, so thankful for my time in the pharmacy, like, I got to see like good leadership and bad leadership and you know, like the Navy kind of like at this point, technically I will have been in the Navy for 10 years in June. So it's been with me basically a third of my life. And uh, I was just, I was always like, I want to be a, Na I want to be a great leader. Yeah and a dentist in the navy like i want to be a navy dentist you know who's a great leader who who gives my sailors the opportunities that i had because again some of my leadership was in, incredible in the pharmacy and they they really gave me a lot of great opportunities and uh yeah so long story short i well maybe not long story short but 
basically to end the story uh i decided after my contract was over trans to transition into the navy reserves went after five years in the navy went to uh back to memphis uh at to the university of memphis where i, I met my wife and um yeah just here i i mean applied to dental school obviously took the the prereqs yeah applied. all the prereqs here i am now yeah yeah, yeah. no no look and, uh, it's a great story thank you for like bringing that up and and uh, or sharing to that detail because i think you know and and i don't know who's going to be listening but some of our classmates are a lot younger than you and i and uh you know it's like you, you want to get everything done as quick as you can or you want to you think your life is 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 escaping you but i mean you're kind of a living living proof that you know sometimes you can take the meandering path or the you know to be cheesy the road less traveled but um and and still be where you want to be in life and be happy and content and and you know imagine you jumped head into pharmacy let's say and 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 went in with the school and took on the debt that can come with it and now you're you're in a career path that you didn't love you know versus taking your time and and then like you said you you clearly took a lot like one thing that i that i think is pretty inspiring from what you said it was a small thing that you mentioned but you were like they know donist uh dr or o'neill you said o'neill yeah. uh he, he said come in on your own time and i think that's such a uh throwaway line that that you didn't emphasize but i think it shows a lot about what it takes from all of us you know <laughs> well my even my new year's resolution was to go in on my own time to pcd and i uh, we went in once or twice but the point i'm getting at is you know I, there's a lot of inspiration out of that you know for me and for for anyone listening it's like hey sometimes it's uh it, it you put your head down and 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 even if a, if a thing looks like it's not helpful like I, i'll be honest like and that's why i'm bringing back now to a personal thing but initially i was like clinical communications why do we need this class upon reflection i can see the need for the class and see that there will be something there that that i'll personally get out of it and that we'll all get out of it and uh and it's just having the right attitude you had the right attitude you could have been like man going to spain and uh, which sounds exciting, but you could have been well, not excited. Incredible. No, I'm sure it was the incredible. best time in my career. We'll get into it, but someone else could be like, "Man, I want to stay stateside, this and that." But you, you clearly took advantage of it and, and made the best of the situation. So, uh, very, uh, very well done. Dentistry is uh, is fun, man. Words, man. And uh, if you need to remember why we're in clinical communications, just uh, go to clinic and see some of those students talking to uh, the patients. I know. And we just got into the soap notes with uh, with oral pathology and Dr. T. And I haven't taken a look at mine, but I'd imagine there's definitely, and I think he said they're all have mistakes, but I'd imagine that's uh, all this stuff is uh, helping for the eventual uh, clinic time, which, which is kind of scary. Well, we won't keep it too long. I think we're at over 20 minutes now, but we'll try to wrap it up. Is there any, uh, I'm trying to think, is there any something, some funny story that we, well, one, let's update on your uh, New Year's resolution. How you been? You told me not to bring it up, but I'll bring it up. <laughs> well, oh, How you wow. been? I specifically tell them, don't bring up my New Year's resolution. <laughs> uh, let's say I haven't been cursing like a sailor. Uh, so maybe I've been a little, little better about that. Okay. Um, reading wise, uh, you know, school there's a really no excuse i i will say maybe this just sounds like a dumb excuse but 
Mason and I have been trying to do two a days, like six days a week in the gym, which goes in line with our health resolution. And it's not like we're going crazy. It's like it's like 20 to 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes of weightlifting, and then 20-ish minutes of cardio in the evening. And uh, it's definitely taken its toll, you know? It's, it's uh, I'm constantly sore. <laughs> It doesn't Lately. help. Doesn't help um, that you're uh, using Takis as a spoon for sour cream. That can't yeah. be. That can't, yeah. can't be. This guy's like, I, I swore off dairy. I swore off dairy, and here he no, is. No, 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 no. This is what I said. I said after I finished the sour cream, <laughs> and let me tell you, I I'm doing everyone a favor. I I shouldn't have even given this away, but Takis with sour cream is a delicacy. I think everyone needs to try it. It's my it sounds Rwanda, amazing. I tried to give her one yesterday and she like refused it. And today she she like I, yeah, yeah. for whatever reason was motivated enough to try motivated enough. I don't know, like maybe jealous enough to try one. And uh she loved it. She loved it. So look, I believe you because I might be gone sooner than I want to soon. The, I remember during COVID, there was like a TikTok trend with cooking or what food, and it was a mm -hmm. uh, jalapeno with cream cheese and you put a Takis in it and it was incredible. So I, I believe it. What, what were your uh, resolutions? I, health? it was health slash not fall behind in PCD, which, you know, mm. we're not, I wouldn't say we're behind. We're just, uh, uh, that, to be honest, that complete dentist test is just very, it's just fast for me. It's just a little too fast paced, but. Uh, I, I, th I think it, <laughs> I mean, again, we, we have fewer days and yeah. they shorten the course but we're gonna make so, the most I, of it we'll try to stay positive yeah. you know it is it's fine well, it i'm is gonna keep this uh in mind now mace i i literally the the stuff i told you don't bring up you just have to bring yeah up. look uh, like clearly that. i you know usually i'm pretty good about winging things off the cuff but today i today was a, a good example of i need a little bit of prep before we go into this um because i kind of went off yeah. the rails a little bit but We'll finish off with, uh, well, who do you want to have on next week? Or who should we have on? Or do we who know do who I we're going to have on? on? Well, uh, we have the honor of having Bo Win Zhang on yeah. this Sunday. Uh, <laughs> so, for those of you guys who don't know who that is, if, if that's yeah. Andrew Zhang. <laughs> Andrew Zhang. Uh, his birthday is actually Saturday. His birthday Saturday. Happy early birthday. Yeah. We're going to get some deep dish, I think, is the move. I'm looking forward to That's that. That's right. We're going to do a leg day swim and then have some deep dish pizza with him. Yeah. And sauna before all that or uh, in the middle oh, of that. sauna. That's right. If we remember to turn it on before turn we work on. out. Well, we're excited to have Andrew on. He's the buffest guy in dental school. Probably, probably the buffest, buffest guy in any dental school. Uh, you know what? Think about yes. Andrew. We'll, uh, well, maybe we'll remember to ask him this uh, when we when we interview him. But I love how in PCD, Andrew just looks at a problem, looks at a situation, and he's like, "You know what? It can be done. Like, it can be done like this." And he just goes and tries it. He's he such does. a chat. Andrew, and there is like the dentistry we learn, and then there's Andrew dentistry. Like he makes his own, and it works. I mean, it works. It's he's gotten I, this far. I still use his techniques that we learned in operative. Yeah, like uh, honestly. So, uh, well, if I use uh, it's he's still a, in my head. Uh, his a, mind just works a different way, man. And uh, yeah, can't wait to have him on. Um, 
I'll also believe Absolutely. it's Chinese New Year this uh, weekend for him. So I know he's celebrating that as That's well. Right. So we'll probably talk. Maybe we can learn a little bit about that. But stay tuned, and uh, we'll uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Do your research, Andrew. Do you ready for those questions? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, appreciate uh, you spending some of this Thursday. Say hi to Yogi for me, uh, Alan. And uh, for sure, for sure. And uh, well, I hope everyone has a good weekend. All right, play us off. Play us off. Play us off. I don't even remember how to do it. Oh, uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's it. too I, late now. I, Let's I, just end it. <laughs> See y'all later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>